You guys, Leah killed Mark. We have to talk about this. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everyone. Hi. Welcome. We are here at the AfterBuzz show of Limetown. We are talking episodes seven and eight. I am your host, Delia Gomez, and with me, I have a fan of all things Jessica Biel, Susie G. What's up, guys? (laughs) So excited. It's a a good one. It's a a great night. (laughs) Good night for me tonight. So this is the first time you guys are joining us. We basically break down the episode seven and eight. We have a special segment for you guys where we highlight an important journalist that's made a great discovery here in in America. We also have some special news and gossip from Susie G, who's always up to date on all things Jessica Beal. So, girly, before we get started, I mean, you gotta let me know. Like, what'd you think? I'm so excited, blown away. It was amazing. Best two episodes yet, jam packed. It was like my head was swirling and it was so good. And if people have not joined into Limetown, you just you need to binge it all the way up to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And there's only two left after this. I'm like, oh my goodness. It feels like it, it's gone by so fast. So fast. Ugh. It's they give you just the right amount, but yes, I agree with you. It's so much, you guys. There's so much that happened that right. I just don't know if we will have enough time to cover everything because I like want to dive deep, girl, with like every single thing. Yes, but I feel like we have limited time. I'll be here till one a.m. Yeah. I know, like you guys can be with us for like three hours. We're totally fine. We'll keep we'll talking all things we'll talking. <laughs> so I mean, we had to talk really about Leah Haddock. And her obsession with Limetown, because honestly, I did not know she would take it this far to the point of, like, killing Mark for her story. Yes. I mean, the episode called Acceptable Loss, I'm like, that's not an acceptable loss. No. At all. But I could not believe that she killed Mark. And it was a rather gruesome scene. Yes. That went on a little too long for me, because I'm not a big blood <laughs> we don't like girl. Blood. But, I mean, she just kind of watched him lead out and yeah it was, it was just like crazy going i mean he sold her out yes to the fbi that she was going to continue on to find deidre which he didn't approve of because people were getting killed and he was starting to feel bad about it yeah. but i also part of me and they never kind of came clean with this i still feel like mark could have been i don't know in the episode prior when he took that phone call I still find Mark a little bit interesting. Like, what was his real role there? Mm-hmm. Like, was he kind of a little mole? Yeah. For the FBI? But then the FBI, we find out, takes, you know... Leah's side. Leah's side. When they find out that Deidre had called, they want her to continue the story. Mm-hmm. Some girlfriend should feel real bad that she killed Mark after that. Right? I just... I don't really blame Mark for wanting to stop the story. Because, honestly, yeah. if it was you... As a reporter, and you're working with someone, and you're seeing that everyone who you interview ends up dying for talking to you, right. I would be like, all right, maybe, is it worth it? Is it is the story really worth all these people's lives? And I think that's kind of the whole thing between good and evil and, like, taking it one step too far. I mean, she's basically not even human about it anymore. No. And he's like, I'm a human, and this is 
I'm, I don't approve of this anymore. Yeah, and I think it was I think it was all really based on this one thing that she told Mark. So you've been invested in this story for 15 seconds, and I have been invested in the story for 15 years. Right. And that's when we learn that her uncle, Emil, is really the man that they all have been there for. And that was just a shocker because, I mean, I think we kind of had an idea that it might be Yeah, he him. had some role. Yes, but they all talk about the man they're all there for, and we find out that it's Emil. And if you think about Emil, it's Lime spelled backwards, which I think from the beginning, that kind of was like a little tick that we I guess it realized. was, but I didn't see it, but I'm mm-hmm. glad you found it. <laughs> I realized that. I was like, wait. I was like, what? So, oh, I mean, gosh. she's basically, like, chasing after a ghost, yeah, ghost and possessiveness, and it's just turned her into this frightening human being a little bit. You know who she kind of reminded me of? You guys remember when we talked back about the pigs and we were talking with the reverend? Yes. I remember that man who let those girls die, and he said something right before he passed. He said, I just didn't know. I know something about myself now. I Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Know that I could push myself to that limit and I think even Leah said something on those lines about like now I know how far I'm willing to go for this story for the truth and I will go I will kill for this story and like I will just keep going until I figure out why right and she still goes and she creates this alibi for herself and she kind of you know now gets linked up with the FBI but Yeah, I mean, we are just seeing her go to crazy lengths to get this story and to find out the truth behind Limetown and figure out really what she wants to know is, you know, her Emil and what happened to him and what his connection was with Limetown. Do you think that she's doing it for her or do you think she's really doing it for the story? I think it's a bit of both. I think that she's gotten so like infiltrated in the story that she doesn't that's all it's all encompassing. It's consumed yeah. every emotion in her body. Even her girlfriend. She yes. approached her because of a relation to Limetown. It was her brother, I believe it was Brian. Yes, that had disappeared. And so I think she's willing to go at any length now to find out this story, but I think most of the connection for me has to do with Emil mm-hmm. and his leaving her because once he left her, he left her for Limetown. Yeah. And so I think that there's a connection for her that she just has to figure this out. But the Mark scene was just like jaw dropping. I, I was, did not think she was going to. No, I didn't kill think the she guy. was going to do that. I, I really did not. I mean, I knew she was willing to go f- into you know, caves and talk to people who were at risk. But all these people seem to know that what was coming to them if they spoke to her. Like, it seemed like there was a lot of, I guess, foreshadowing. We all knew that there was a bigger entity at play. It wasn't necessarily just about Leah, but Leah pushing this story to to the extreme. I was like, 
I don't know. I don't know how I, th- I don't know how I, if I even like her right now. No, and I think that there are a lot of comments on Facebook that I was looking at earlier on today when I was watching the show, and people were kind of livid. You know, there were people that were saying that they still felt like Mark was a mole. People couldn't believe she did it. Some were like, I hate Leah Haddock right now. Like, how could she do this? Yeah. And other people were like, well, because she's possessed. So yeah. it's interesting to see what other people are feeling because there are a lot of people that are not on her side right now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely one of those people. I mean, no. I love this show, but I definitely feel like I am torn right now. And I just don't know if a story is worth people's lives. And I, I have a really hard time right. with 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 that even though this is acceptable loss like you said i don't find it acceptable and with each episode her character her acting is brilliant she becomes more and more like possessed in her face and her you know emotions and again like with the headphones and the audio and replaying of things Mm -hmm. and the sounds it's just like I'm fearful. I'm like, what's going to happen? She's very detached at this point because I didn't yeah. even, there's no remorse with Mark or anything. No and, remorse. And even when you think about the past, you know, people she's interviewed, there isn't a a huge moment of, oh my God, like this is happening. It's more of like, well, right. this is happening and we're going to get to the bottom of this. It's more intrigued than right. feeling sorry for their loss. She doesn't care about their loss. She's like, I need you to tell the story so I can get to the next person, to the next. And that's all that she cares about. And yeah. you're just kind of seeing that. But her character is, I mean, for me right now, I'm like, she is... Yeah. (laughs) Well, let us know what you guys are thinking. I know Susie's got a lovely little message for you guys. Yes. And definitely if you guys are following us on YouTube, you guys make sure that you subscribe to our channel. You comment, you go on our live feed. We love to hear your comments. Yes. Follow us on After Buzz TV across our socials. Again, we go through those. We love to see what we do. We're the ESPN of TV talk because of our viewers. And so we're so so thankful for that. And if you're on iTunes, give us five stars. Yeah. Give us those five star ratings. It really does help us out. It really does allow us to come here with you guys every week and be able to talk about our favorite shows and be able to connect with you guys. So we appreciate all the love that you guys can give us. But yeah, so... We talked a little bit about Amelia and Leah, but we really have to talk about her new, I guess, victim. Would it be a victim or her new? Because, I mean, we know something bad's going to happen to Deidre. I almost like that you call it a victim because it is. <laughs> it's like her next person, her next yeah. one. It's, the yeah, next like person to enter. Ugh. But, yeah, Deidre, we know that she is Max's ex-wife, and she has contacted Leah based on all the news that came out. Uh, knowing the risks that could happen when she talks to her. But there's a lot of conditions in order to meet with her and be able to sit down and have the right conversations, which I thought was interesting. Right. And Leah, at this point, is bugged by the FBI. So now she's working with the FBI. But, you know, they go to meet with her. And, gosh, my heart goes out to Deidre because I feel like she was put into this as he called it, they're going to Oz. Yes. Her, like, so Max and Deidre, like, she was his Dorothy. And I just feel like this poor woman got put in this compromising position of Limetown and just, like, I feel for her. Yeah. And her story, I mean, I liked Max, but I just, I almost wanted to shed a tear. I liked him, and then at the same time, I didn't. There was something about him that was so right amazing and wonderful. But I guess it was that was the same exact thing that 
it was his ego, that need of self-importance and right. putting all that over human lives just to be like, I'm going to change the world. But at right. what risk to make such a change in the world? Like, I don't know if it's worth it with all of these people suffering right. and living with these long-term conditions that are just detrimental to their health, to their well-being. It's it's really tough to be like, yeah, I right. did all of this great discoveries but i hurt so many people so many people and her story is so important because it really dives into the fact that limetown was one big experiment yeah the haves and haves not have nots and so we get this first kind of glimpse of the fact that you know they were choosing half of the people to get the tech and half of the people not so everyone was one big experiment you know what's interesting that this was an experiment. But I feel like, isn't it human nature naturally? Like if you have whatever it is, whether it's a tech, whether it's money, whether it's fame, the have and the have nots exist in our society. In our, yeah. Is it really an experiment at that point to see like revolutions occur and to see like all these all these things that people protesting because of that divide between humans right. of like some people having something that others are lacking. Right. And there's a clear jealousy yeah. factor that comes into play in Limetown and people that are not getting the tech begin calling themselves the old school yeah, because they're almost angry and mad. They're like, well, why am I not getting to be a part of this experiment? Not special enough. Yeah. And getting these supplements and I'm walking around and I don't understand. And it just starts dividing Limetown up as it would in any society, which is great. We have to realize that jealousy is a part of being, being human. It's an emotion, natural emotion. And in the unknown or feeling inadequate or not chosen. And I think, humans need to belong we are social beings so purposely creating a divide amongst people in as an experiment i just feel like couldn't we have just read a psychology book or a sociology book to really like we could have avoided all of this (laughs) true right but it's so interesting to think about when this podcast supposedly took place and exactly that. Like you are going to have riots or people that are protesting as mm-hmm. soon as you find out that, yeah, you are a have not and these are the haves and these are like the chosen special people. Mm-hmm. And it starts bringing apart Deidre because her husband now is able to listen to other people's minds and, you know, he's kind of lost in space half the time yeah. when they're together because he's more interested in hearing the conversations of other people's minds than, than his her. own wife. Yeah. Would that hurt your feelings? That would definitely hurt my feelings. That would feelings. hurt my feelings 100%. Do you think it was on purpose that they didn't let Deidre have the implant at first? Like, I wonder why, like, they waited so yeah. long for her. If, like, I mean, obviously he understood, like, the side effects of, like, taking the medicine right. and, like, long-term... Um, and I think they didn't know she was, um, they were going to be betrayed at some point. Yes. I feel like it might've been an act of love for him because this was an experiment and he was able as a scientist to experiment on himself because that's what they do. It was kind of also his project. Yeah. He had to do it, but I feel like he might have just 
kind of in protecting her from any of the side effects because he did love her so much and didn't want to see anything ill happen to her. And again, not knowing that like it's going to turn on you at some point. Yeah. I have to say that the part where Deidre is found out by her group, <gasps> I was terrified for her just, just because I was not aware of like how outnumbered she was in, at that moment, how she was in her head. She was not right. paying attention. I didn't realize how much sound was not reaching her until like she like was aware right. because this this technology is very, very powerful. And if you think about her character, it is almost like alarming because at one point she says, I was so alone. And she was. She probably was one of the most alone people at Limetown because she had to be lying to all of the and she was deaf old school people, and she was deaf. And then on top of it, the communication between her and her husband, it wasn't what she expected. You know, they were in bed, and she was saying, like, he would know I was angry before I ever knew I was angry. Like, you were starting to see that this experiment was going awry. But for her, she was just really alone. Yeah. You know what's funny? One of the biggest differences between the TV show and the podcast was that with the TV show, you don't really get to see, I guess, or feel that vulnerability of what that tech does. Right. Because in the podcast, they really do make a like a point about showing that if you're upset and don't know why, your partner knows way before you do. Right. And you can't explain it, but you're just out in the open, everything's out. I yes. would hate that so much. This whole tech is like not my jam. <laughs> not, I don't no. want to know. What yeah, I don't want to be in here. Trust me, this is not fun. Sometimes, I mean, I mean, sometimes it's a party. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes it is. Yes, but other times, I'm like, no, don't want all that business out. No, and it's interesting too because we finally see this like pharmacy and the supplements, and again, it's like this the main pharmacist who did not get the tech, I mean, he was kind of her first ally and kind of, you know, said to her, like, this is our group. We don't like it. We all get together and talk. And Mm -hmm. then they just go and they get rid of all the supplements, which kind of just causes noise and chaos. Yeah. It's just so interesting that they have it on LSD to, like, block out that noise. Like, it's just... Right. I mean, I can't imagine if you had that tech when that whole nightmare was happening, how much noise and chaos was in your head. And I'm wondering if that is why they had to separate people Mm. so far away from California to Kansas to the United, like out of the United States, like the people that they took and placed and kept alive were all the people that had the tech. Yeah. And so, I mean, well, Deidre... I mean, because she had it as well. So I'm like, is that why they all had to stay so far away from one another? Because Just because of the signal? they would hear the chaos and the noise if two of them were closer together, but they didn't have the supplements. So it would be just pure Super loud. loud noise. I would hate that. Like, I, you guys, I don't like loud noises. No. I can just imagine, like, when, even when I get a little bit of ringing in my ears, it's just... Yeah. I, I'm like, well, I can't hear correctly. I just imagine just having that constantly or like picking up sounds. I don't, I'm, no, I'm not a fan. Not, not down for this. No. And she's the one that kind of breaks it to her that Emil is the man that they were yeah. all there to see. And, you know, she doesn't really remember the end. But it's just calm, a calm feeling. Yeah. Ugh. 
whole That's thing. That's so is... creepy. Like Emil is just I'm sorry, he's just like the creepiest there's person. A, yeah. I mean, we still haven't learned a lot about him. Like we know that he left Jessica Beale's character now, Leah, to go to Lion Town, which for me kind of was like an epiphany tonight. And I was just like, this is why she's probably so upset because he was like her father and her yeah. love. And it's almost like he chose Limetown over her a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I feel like I feel like there is a, a purpose that of why he's doing things. I do think it's somehow Leah's the only person that's picking up the clues the way he wants to, or like because right. I feel like you, they show a lot of um, flashbacks of her with a mic and like being yeah. able to do these interviews and just kind of training her for what she's doing now. So in a weird way, he, he's getting out a message. Right. And, you know, uh, obviously, like, that's all sound-related. And so I just, I don't know. I'm really, I'm creeped out by him. It's just don't. Very creeped out. And even Hero, when he was on the show last week, when he was just talking about how every episode has this focus on noise and sound and how she's obsessed with it. And it's just, it is creepy. Yes. But... I'm worried for the next couple because I'm like, what's going to happen? I know. I know. Deidre, I think it was fantastic. Her character was great. And for me, I thought that it was just done so well the way that they carried out that story with her because you really got more of a feel of really what happened there when that whole nightmare chaotic event went down. I know. And I'm I'm actually really happy that they actually had a lot of sign language in in this episode yes. that was really cool to watch just because normally you you don't spend that much time with a character that right. does have like you know hearing that you know you you never really see that so i really like that about this show we were talking a lot about diversity right. with hero if you guys haven't seen that episode you guys really need to check it out you know go back and watch um but but yeah, like you, you don't often see people with disabilities like right. in an experiment like Limetown because oftentimes they're like wanting everyone to, I guess, um, match up in certain ways, and they're testing. Right. And so I love, I love her character being introduced and like thrown in there and being the reason why. Right, and I found it really interesting that Max, who is like the scientist behind all this, that you know his wife was deaf. Because he had his own form of communicating with her. It just kind of brings in that whole communication and everything that went on in the episode. It's just almost fascinating how they put it all together. I really love Max and Deidre. I do too. And I was so sad with the ring when he gave, when she, when Leah gave Deidre the ring of he was trying to look for you. He just gave up because, you know, he really couldn't find you. Right. And I think their relationship was great. I mean, you did see how they fell in love and, you know, he was her Dorothy and they went to Oz and to Limetown and it all started out being just this fantastic love between them until the tech, which was supposed to make communication so much better between people, drew them apart. You know, I kind of feel like that in a way is like technology. Like we always use like um, social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
even texting, we think it's all to help us communicate better with each other. Right. But it's actually, if you see the grand scope of, like, as humans, we are losing a lot of interpersonal communication. And we're, like, kids are not really knowing how to express themselves in social situations. Like, they're all really comfortable with the phone and being able to, like, to reach out to a girl or a guy they like, but they're really unable to do it in person. And it's breaking all of these barriers that we naturally have as social beings. And it's, you know, deteriorating those relationships. And you could look at this episode of Blind Town and honestly compare and contrast exactly that. Because when they're sitting there in the restaurant, he, Max, is fixated on what's going on. And I think it's the waiter's head or the gentleman's head where she's trying to communicate with him and he's not. And it's just this great divide that you're starting to see. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly that same thing. It's like we can go through the entire day knowing about everybody's lives on social media, but yet we haven't really spoken to anybody in interpersonal communication. Yeah, and you're, so. what are you really watching on Facebook or Instagram? You're really just okay. going through... Yeah, <laughs> uh, of course. But you're just going through a bunch of noise, right. essentially. It's just a bunch of bombardment that, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's ads or... And again, shoes for me. They talk about <laughs> shoes. <laughs> shoes for me. I'm just gonna say it. But I mean, they constantly talk about how we're so oversaturated and that we've got so much noise in our heads. Like at night, it's like you're on your computer and your phone and you're doing. Yeah, people five are having things. a hard time sleeping. Right. And that's exactly what this tech did because it just started making people's, you know, you're jumping in and out and you just have too much chaos going mm-hmm. on that you can't focus on one thing. Look at us. Look at us putting dots together. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Yay. So, but that is, I mean, that's a really great comparison. No, yeah. That's what I was thinking just because I noticed that divide and I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, Women, if you read like the the biggest the biggest issues with with women in community in relationships, that communication obviously men and women have different ways of communicating with each other, but we are social beings and we definitely love and crave like good conversation. Right, men are a little bit differently when it comes to like their whole brain yes. and how, how much they feel to share compared to females. But yeah, I was just thinking about like Deidre's position and how lonely she felt, and a lot of women feel lonely in their relationships and it's not they're not competing with the chip they're competing with the phone or you know computer often and that's where i was like oh that that sounds really familiar that kind of hits home a lot i mean i think again it's kind of like all coming together yes which i mean i like again the whole scene between like the chaos and the haves and the have-nots i'm like this is crazy it got really crazy really fast i mean you started seeing them take you know totem to the pole to burn him and i'm like this I and being able to hear him and feel him die like that like i don't think i mean i i I don't know if they actually thought about this but i didn't think about that part of like but they did mention it with the pig actually you you do you do feel all of that noise and then it, it never goes away. Yeah. No, no, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope, nope, no. Nope. But uh, you do have some awesome crazy ass news for us from this <laughs> from this this past. Um, yes. <laughs> well, it was just Halloween, and on a couple episodes ago, we talked about how Jessica Biel had said that she is not a fan of. In sync or was not oh, at yeah. the time with now she's married to Justin Timberlake so they did a really fun Halloween spook at the Casa Amigos party and she dressed up as Justin Timberlake from the 1999 AMAs oh my god and it was actually 
that jumpsuit that he wore, he had it he in his closet, it. he had it somewhere hidden away. And they got a group together and they dressed up as in sync. And it was hilarious because he was a microphone, Justin. And oh my it was just a gosh. fun spoof on how great their marriage is after that whole fun kind of banter. And they turned up at this party kicking it. And not only that, our favorite people. Kevin and Maria were also at the Casa Amigos party, and look at how cute they are. They dressed up as McDonald's employees, like vintage McDonald's employees. Yes. Um, so cute. So wanted to highlight that they were there as well, dressed to the nines, and it looked like a fun party. I hope I get an invite next yeah, year Casa Amigos. What was, what was your Halloween costume this year? I was Lucy Sable, the dead sea queen from Nancy Drew. Oh, I covered that show. What about you? I, I was Selena. Any Selena fans, it. or I guess Jennifer Lopez fans, do you watch the movie Selena? Yes. She plays. <laughs> we had it fun was, here at After Buzz on It Halloween. was really fun. No, those are cute costumes. I love yes. that they have fun with each other's like relationship. Like yeah. they just are. I, I really love to like be a fly on the wall and just like. Yes, goes on with them. It seems like they get more in love with each year. Yeah, and like right now, I feel like I like love him and his career, her career, and them together. I'm just like, oh, I want to be their friends. They're so cool, and then like, ah, I just love, I just love Jessica Biel so much. I mean, I don't love her character as much right now. Like, I'm having a little bit of issues, but Jessica, like the fact that an actor can make you feel that way, yes, about a character, she is like I've dove deep with her Mm -hmm. in this kind of series and like I'm just so creeped out at how well she's played this role and turned into this like amazing actress it's great no I mean like and she really is carrying you know Limetown on her shoulders like it really is the Leah Haddock show and she she brings us in every week like honestly I probably would not be checking in if she wasn't so good right and I think again like Hero had said that last week, that it's such a great experience for actors because you're usually not in an environment where it's like basically like theater acting. So it's like just you and another yeah. actor. Each episode is carried generally just by two people in the two conversation. Actors, yeah. And they all have held their own and like kept you on your toes. There has not been one episode where I've been like, oh, eh. Like, I mean, each episode's been. Yeah. And Leah isn't great. a very, like, even from the beginning, she's a little bit odd. Mm-hmm. She's not your typical go-to likable protagonist to carry a show. Right. And so I think, like, now we're starting to see, like, even more darker sides. We always knew that they were in the background a little bit, but now that we're actually getting to see her character flushed out a little bit more, the darker side's really, really coming in strong. Yes. And that makes it a little bit like, oh, I thought I could trust this person because that's been the voice in our heads the whole time. I mean, and she kind of turns on her girlfriend in this episode as well. Yes. Where it's like she was only really with her because of a Limetown connection. So, like, everything in her life is Limetown. Everything. Everything. Well, I know that, you know, we all are obsessed about great journalism and great stories. I have for you guys a wonderful woman who also made great strides. Oh, there's a little typewriter. <laughs> uh, this is our special segment. I found Miss Mary Ann Shad Carey. She was a speaker, an author, and a lawyer. She actually was the first African American newspaper editor in American history, and she edited an anti slavery newspaper, um, The Provincial Freeman, which was for American slaves that fled to Canada. 
not only that, not only was she like the first to like create this amazing path for so many women here in our country, uh, she also was the second African American woman to earn a law degree in 1883 at the age wow. of 60. And I just feel like, you know, I love being able to research these women for the yes. show just because, you know, we see someone like Leah Haddock who is very career driven and is putting her not only her life but other people's lives at risk for right. for the truth and I at some point like I at the core I do respect that because I want to find out if it's a bigger story than just one like isolated incident right so I feel like it's really important to highlight amazing women who have also gone into journalism and you know created and found many discoveries for us right because we wouldn't be here Sorry. we wouldn't be here without them no I know, and I've learned a lot from you. <laughs> I've learned a lot of gossip from you, girl. I like, know. I love them costumes. <laughs> so, girl, I mean, before we leave, I have to ask you, what are your predictions? Your After Buzz TV uh, predictions. I don't know how they're going to fit anything into the last two episodes. I mean, it's going to be so jam-packed. Do you think there's going to be a season two? I hope so, because there's a season two in the podcast. Yes. They've done a great job of, like, Keeping to the podcast, but then adding in some of their own kind of effects and such. But, I mean, there has to be something huge that comes with a meal, with Stanley Tucci's mm-hmm. character. Like, I really think that something big is going to happen. Do you think it's going to match the podcast in the ending? Because it, we've seen that they they do follow it to a certain extent, and then they pull away. right. Just to create, like, you know, the whole killing Max. I mean, Mark was not in um, no in the podcast. Like, that all. was the girlfriend and all these extra layers to Leah Haddock's character are not in the podcast. So what do you think? you think there's going to be more of that? Or do you think they're going to kind of stick with the... I think that they're going to, there's going to be more of that. But I think they're definitely going to leave us on a cliffhanger where there could be a season two Mm -hmm. because we don't know if there is one yet, but I definitely think also Leah is going to turn darker Mm -hmm. because she just keeps layering that in each episode. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how they do that in the next two 30 minute shows. Because there's a lot left to cover that we don't quite know yet. There really is a lot. And we still don't really understand the the tech in full scope we don't really no. get like to the magnitude of what like who who has it how many people are still alive right we've kind of only met a few of the characters i agree with you with emil i do think i don't know if we're gonna get what we want to get yes i don't know either i think it might leave us like oh we need because to like yeah you more. we just found out that he was a huge part and he is you know the man that they're all there for I, I I don't find them calming, which is like maybe because we've just seen like the flashbacks, but there's something not at all. There's something eerie about him. Oh, he's eerie, I think, as yeah. well. Like there's something every time they show him in flashbacks, and I think that's what again he does so well as an actor. He always Stanley Tucci kind of turns into these like roles where he can be kind of eerie and gets into his character. But yeah, when you see him, Emil, I don't like him. No. I find him to be very creepy. Do you think that Leah Haddock will kill again. Because I it, feel like if she says she's willing to kill for the story and do whatever it takes. I mean, I have a feeling that they're kind of setting us up for 
more kills, but I don't know why. Don't don't that. Do you feel, like I feel like she is about like ready to explode herself. Like her head is like ready to pop off. Like she is boiled up, mm-hmm. and it's getting more and more prominent in each episode. So I'm like, what is she gonna do in this last episode? I know. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, fingers. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Because there's so many ways that this series could go. They could go. They could follow the podcast. They could, yes. you know, have her. I believe she gets kidnapped at the end of the mm-hmm. podcast. But uh, just the way that it's all happening, it, I don't know. I don't know what. Yes. And I want there to be continuation. I want there to be a season two. And again, it's like as each episode kind of comes each Wednesday, they've been getting better and better and just more fascinating. Yeah. And like I'm, things are coming together finally and the dots are connecting. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see I really it. would like her to get kidnapped just because I feel like that's the one way to get to a meal without being traced. Right. Because if she goes after him... She's going to be traced. She's going to be traced. Yes. And I think she's already got the FBI in her case and she's got work behind her like trying to figure out... Like we still have to work out that Mark situation. Well, I mean, she might get... Label for Mark's death. That's what I was thinking, because that, that, no. She did not get a, do a good job of pretending. No. No. So, no. I don't know, but there's a lot that could happen. There's a lot that can happen, guys. So, definitely tune in with us <laughs> next week, because clearly we are dying to know what happens on this show. There's going to be a lot of stuff. I'm your host, Delia Gomez. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. You can find me on all social media at It's Delia Gomez. And I'm Susie G. You can find me at Susie G Styles. Thank you guys so much. Have a good night. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.